Thanks for making the High Pressure Podcast part of your day. I'm Jeff Beamish, air quality meteorologist at Sonoma Technology here in the San Francisco Bay Area. As always, joined by my air quality forecasting colleagues here at Sonoma Tech, Patrick Zahn, lead forecaster, and Steve Irwin, air quality forecaster. Gentlemen, good to be back on the podcast side. How you doing? Great. Great to be back. Thanks, Jeff. Doing well. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, exciting times here on the forecasting front as we are talking about air quality and specifically air quality in the northeastern section of Ohio. You are taking a look from Warren, Ohio. Some beautiful fall colors early evening here on this late October day and over to the campus of Youngstown State University. And as we're transitioning into the winter months here very soon we are talking about a transition when it comes to air quality regarding which pollutant primarily dictates air quality levels in the mahoning valley that's our topic today for the high pressure podcast what that primary pollutant is during the winter months in the youngstown warren region on top of that how that pollutant negatively impacts health for folks there in the buckeye state we're going to take a look at what the weather and transport patterns are that dictate high pollution events in the Mahoning Valley. And then finally, Steve has a great look at the winter outlook and how that may impact air quality levels in the Youngstown Warren region. Now, full disclosure, we forecast on a daily basis the air quality in the Youngstown Warren region. During the summer months, we are primarily concerned with ground-level ozone formation. Increase in sunlight, along with much warmer temperatures, that really enhances ground-level ozone formation during the summer months. During the winter, however, you have shorter days and much cooler temperatures. And that means ozone development tends to wane as we're heading into October and November, continuing into the early spring. So what is the primary pollutant during the winter months of the Youngstown Warren region? Well, that would be PM 2.5, known as fine particles. These are microscopic particles, less than 2.5 micrometers, and you can see their size versus more coarse particles like dust, pollen, and mold, and how that size for fine particles compares to your human hair. You can see they're very, very small particles that can lead to serious health impacts because these fine particles can lodge into your lungs, into your bloodstream, and repeated exposure to these fine particles can then lead to respiratory issues and heart issues. So it's these fine particles, or PM 2.5, that we monitor very closely during the winter months. These fine particles can emanate from residential wood burning, with many people lighting the fireplace to stay warm during the winter months, that cozy feeling. And while that feeling can be cozy, unfortunately, residential wood burning can lead to health impacts for folks in your community. Right. And, and this is the case um, in the upper Midwest and in uh, locations in the Northeast, which aren't major cities. A lot of the fine particle production um, doesn't necessarily happen locally. Uh, what we look to a lot of times, especially when forecasting is regional transport. So we have a lot of industrial emissions coming from places like Pittsburgh, Detroit, Cleveland, depending on the wind direction. And so if we have stagnant periods, so periods when the winds are light uh, and those industrial emissions can build over the cities, if we get wind from one of those directions, that can definitely play a key factor in fine particle levels in Youngstown Warren. 
A good way to talk about the weather and transport patterns that dictate air quality during the winter months of Youngstown Warren is to take a look back at a case study uh, where AQI levels were elevated in the Mahoning Valley. So we're taking a look back at March 8th of 2019. One of the patterns that we look for in air quality forecasting is this right here. Notice this arch in the geopotential height fields. This is an upper level ridge of high pressure. What an upper level ridge of high pressure does, it promotes sinking air and that sinking air in turn reduces mixing and dispersion over a broad location. Right, so as that air sinks, um, it actually warms up. So in this first example, uh, we have a deeper mixing layer, which wouldn't uh, generally be around a ridge. Um, and in this situation, you'd have emissions near the surface being able to escape upward into the atmosphere. So not as much uh, being confined to ground levels. And so in this situation, we wouldn't see air quality impacted as much by emissions uh, with a good depth of mixing layer. Um, and generally in this part of the country, you know, that could be anywhere from 500 meters to 1,000 meters in depth um, on a typical day uh, when we get better mixing in the low levels of the atmosphere. Uh, however, when we have a ridge coming in uh, and that air is sinking and warming, that creates a temperature inversion and that's very stable. Uh, and that basically puts a lid on that lower level of the atmosphere so that air from below can't mix with the air above. We all kind of know intuitively that warm air rises, cold air sinks. So when you get cold air below warm air, it's very happy to stay there. The cold air will stay near the surface, the warm air will stay aloft, and that really traps any pollutants that are being generated near the surface to stay at the surface. So we really focus on these days with ridging coming in with these limited mixing heights to know when higher AQI levels might be coming for the Youngstown Warren region. So we mentioned the inversion that results from an upper level ridge. There are actually multiple ways to produce a temperature inversion. So what I wanna focus on here is the vertical profile of temperature. So what you see in the red line is the temperature with height in the atmosphere over Pittsburgh. And you can see at the very lower levels of this chart, you can see the red line going far to the right. That shows temperature increasing very rapidly with height. This is a great case of a very strong surface inversion. So with an upper level ridge, yes, you can produce an inversion that tends to develop a little bit higher in the atmosphere. But in this case, this inversion is very near the surface and it's likely due to just cooling during the overnight hours. So if you have very cold surface temperatures at night, many times the atmosphere just above the surface will be much warmer. And so you produce an inversion that's very close to the ground. And it's these surface inversions due to overnight cooling that we get really worried about, especially in the winter. Steve mentioned mixing heights that were around 500 meters or 1,000 meters. Sometimes these mixing heights can be as low as 100 meters. So if you go back to the graphic um, that shows the low mixing height and the plume, you can imagine that mixing layer getting even lower and even lower and really pinning those pollutants from a particular source very close to the ground. So these inversions 
uh, are really strong in the winter when it gets very cold overnight. In addition, as I mentioned before, with longer overnight hours or more overnight hours, these inversions will be will be in place for longer periods. So putting the pieces of the puzzle back together in respect to our analysis here of the uh, high pollution event on March 8th of 2019, we have that upper level ridge of high pressure off to the west of the Youngstown-Warren region that's reducing mixing. There's cold overnight temperatures that's generating that strong inversion, trapping those pollutants near the ground. And as we talked about earlier and specific to this event back in early March of 2019, uh, there are transport patterns that can dictate air quality in the Youngstown-Warren region. This is a surface weather map the morning of March 8, 2019. And there's an area of high pressure, broad area of high pressure, off the mid-Atlantic coast. The air around this area of high pressure is moving clockwise. And what that means to the Youngstown-Warren region is that you're getting winds that are generally coming from the southeast. As we just discussed, southeasterly winds can transport regional pollutants from western Pennsylvania into the Youngstown-Warren region, thus increasing particle levels. That was the case here on March 8th of 2019. What you're taking a look at right now is back trajectory analysis for uh, several different layers of the atmosphere, ranging from 100 meters in green to 500 meters in red. And this is taking a look at where the air had been coming from over the last 24 hours. The red dot right here, red uh, square right here, that indicates where those pollutants ended up by 11 o'clock on the evening of March 8th, 2019. You can see that there's a pretty defined southerly to southeasterly transport path from Western Pennsylvania into the Youngstown-Warren region. And that transport path led to air quality index levels in the low moderate category for the Warren region, for the Warren monitoring site, I should say, uh, the 24-hour average PM2.5 concentration was 17.4 micrograms per cubic meter. So this event, March 8th of 2019, really uh, highlights all the things that we look for when forecasting PM2.5 fine particles in the Mahoning Valley. Jeff, I wanted to mention one additional factor that's associated both with southeasterly transport and strong overnight temperature inversions. And that is when you have this wind pattern, you don't just get pollutant transport, but often you get moisture transport as well. When you pair that moisture with a strong overnight temperature inversion, where the temperatures at the surface really cool, you can get a lot of fog and mist formation. And fog and mist are known to enhance PM2.5 production. So you're not just getting pollutants, you're getting pollutants and moisture under an inversion, you get fog development, and you get even more PM2.5 production. So as you mentioned, there's a combination of factors, especially in this case, that all led to a buildup of PM2.5 in the Youngstown-Warren region. Well, that does it for part one of our wintertime pollution in the Mahoning Valley podcast. In part two, Steve will take a look at the winter outlook and how the weather may influence air quality levels this winter in the Youngstown-Warren region. For air quality information 24-7 in northeastern Ohio, head to mahoningvalleyair.org. 
High Pressure Podcast is on Twitter. Please follow us. We're at High Pressure Pod. And to see the amazing air quality work we do here at Sonoma Technology, head to our website, www.sonomatech.com. I'm Jeff Beamish. And I'm Patrick Zahn. And I'm Steve Irwin. Thanks for listening to and watching the High Pressure Podcast. <laughs>